Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur. This is Rob Moore. And I'm very excited to have a very special guest with me. Now, if you're watching the video, which we don't normally do in the podcast, but we have to for this one, uh, you'll know who this man is. I know we have subscribers to the podcast in about 120 countries. So I don't want to assume that you know Mr. Frank Bruno very well, but Frank, this is everyone. Hello there, everyone. How are you doing? And everyone, this is Frank Bruno. So I want to say thanks for taking your time. Cheers, thank you. Really excited. Cheers. For those that don't know who Mr. Frank Bruno is, yeah. can you just kind of tell us what you've done in your career? What have I done in my career? I don't know if you've got long enough or it's going to be short <laughs> enough. As long as you need. What have I done in my career? I've done boxing. Yeah. I've done pantomime. I've done speaking mm-hmm. in, in a number of places, in prisons, in um, all over the world. Yeah. I've done speaking, um, ducks and diving, all bits and pieces, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Um, and not only done, um, got involved with boxing, I got involved in all different things. Yeah. What I don't think a boxer's ever got involved in their life before. Right, yeah. But I've enjoyed it, you know, it's kept me going for nearly 30, 40 years. How old are you now, Frank? Um, 54 plus VAT. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, something I think I'd really like to explore if it's over right. with you, Frank, because most of our listeners are entrepreneurs. Right. And I thought it'd be nice to ask you some questions you're not normally asked, just okay. keep you interested. No problem. I think one thing I've really admired about what you've done is you've transitioned yeah. from hard career in boxing yeah. into another career because there's a lot of sportsmen that once their sport is done, yeah. they, they're a bit lost and they find it hard to... Yeah. And so um, what would you say is the sort of special recipe that you are able to get into pantomime and then into speaking and keep a really good career? The special re- recipe, what I had, I had a, I was, um, when I was 18, I had a good man behind me. Um, called Terry Lawless mm-hmm. and he was an adventurous sort of like man he didn't just think for today he thought about when you finish from boxing yeah. like getting involved with golf trying to get involved in theatre getting TV sh- um, um, shows and yeah. do little PAs here and there so he had it all sussed out before yeah. I even started boxing so sometimes we all pupils yeah. to certain people we look up to sure. and ins- give, give us um, inspiration and whatever, and he was my um, person that gave me inspiration. Right. A lot of people always give you advice, but whether you take their advice is mm. entirely up to you. Sure. And use your, their advice to your advantage. Yeah. And I used his advice, his advice to my advantage, and it worked very, very well. So, are you saying then you had a plan way before you were finished in boxing to transition? Oh, well, I had a plan for when I started boxing. Wow. You know, because um, he always said that boxing ain't going to be there all the time. You can get yeah. an injury. Yeah. You can get uh, lose an eye, um, get get an injury in the eye, <laughs> um, damage your hand, get a busted rib or something like that. Yeah. So while you're there, make the yeah. most of it, and you know it's not only going to be boxing. You've got to sure. spread it out a little bit. How long did your boxing career last? Sort of uh, boxing career lasts for about 20, 20 odd, uh, 25 years. Yeah, and yeah. is that kind of a normal length of a good boxing career, would you say? Well, some could go on longer. It depends yeah. what sort of like um, fights you had. Yeah. If you've been beating up or sure. been beating up people, or it's all right beating up people, but if you get beaten up yourself and you know, get a lot of um, the stuffing taken out of you, you can 
keep your um, yeah. career very short. Short. Sure. Now, I think the well, I know the British public absolutely fell in love with you, and uh-huh. and, and that obviously must have helped you get TV work, etc. Work. Would you say that's? Fair? It, I think if you put if you're a boxer and you can put bums on seats. Or let people view in the figures if it, that yeah. looks good. It, it looks good, but I, I I've worked on my viewing figures. I ducked and dive. I right. went to do charities. I went to see different, you know, things that boxers wouldn't do, and yeah. uh, just up and down the country meeting young and old. Sure. You know, going to prisons and going to setting up charities and uh, President Sporting Club, and uh, now I've got a new charity called the Bruno Foundation. But it's a, it's um. Not a little. F- it's a combination yeah. of things that you got to work. You know, sure. it doesn't come overnight. Yeah. So that's a bit of your career. Actually, be good to talk about kind of the more business side. Yeah. Because obviously we have a lot of business owners on the podcast. Right. So are you saying then, while you were boxing, you were still trying to balance time to promote yourself and all the time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you know everything that comes into boxing. You know what I mean? Boxing. You could have a short career. Yeah. If you have a short career in boxing, at least you didn't either. I had. Um, about 12 years of work in pantomime which I went up and down the country and yeah. it's good money and yeah. it's good fun and it's good publicity and mm-hmm. it, it, it worked you know but yeah. after the, the pantomime I got TV shows with Little and Large Lenny Henry yeah. Cannon and Ball Freddie Star Comic Relief Royal Variety mm. um, shows and whatever and all of them works in roundabouts you know keeping yeah. yourself flowing with the publicity, sure. with your name keep flying out there and just ducking and diving. Yeah. So, if I could read into that, so you said being a good boxer alone isn't necessarily enough. Nah, you've got no, you've got to be a character. Yeah. I think so, you know what I mean? And people um, caught on to you, you know what I mean, Harry, yeah. different things like that. So, I think you've got to definitely be a character into boxing. Sure. Any boxers right now you think have got it? You know, that, that they're a good fighter and they're a good self promoter? I, I don't think that. They're concentrating on after when they finish with boxing. A lot of boxers, they don't. Yeah. I, I don't think they're, they're clocking on to. Right. And not not a lot of boxers have clocked on and not really clicked. Sure. Clicked, clicked on to the British public. Yeah. Yeah. British boxing's. Mm-hmm. W- w- what sort of state do you think it's in? Um, it's not in a bad state. You know what I mean. But there isn't. It's confusion. You know mm. what I mean. There's no one knows which channel to watch. Right. Um. There's too many belts. There's so yeah. many. Um people trying to stab one another in the back so right. at the end of the day you know what I mean the, the, the old school boxing is gone new yeah. school is nice yeah. but I don't think there's many boxers or as good boxers as there were in my day sure. I'm not saying that to be crazy or whatever yeah. in my day in the day era before that there were some serious cats mm. out there you know yeah. what I mean a lot and, of names you probably need more than one don't you Cause sorry you probably need more than one good bo- really good boxer because you know, for example, you and Mike Tyson, yeah. you need... Lennox you know, Lewis, some different bits and pieces yeah. like that, yeah. You know, think about the Eubank-Ben fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. maybe without Ben, Eubank's career yeah. wouldn't have been as good. True, and true, 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 true. Both of them made, made each other, but yeah. they're still thinking of coming out every time to fight each other now. No. It'd be a good fight. Yeah, you should, that's got to be just media hype. No, I don't you think believe it's media it? hype. I, I spoke to Ben recently. How old is Nigel must be, what, nearly 50? Nearly 50, yeah. But is George Foreman done it? Yeah, true. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that worries me. That does. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, surely that? that's too old to be hit in the face. Nah. You know what I mean? I you think... wouldn't, would you? You wouldn't come out of retirement. Well, if money was right, I think. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Oh, we're, we're passing that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. Then. <laughs> so this podcast is called The Disruptive Entrepreneur. Yeah. So what would be your take? What do you think the word disruptive means? Just your disruptive. Take I think I've got to look in my dictionary <laughs> to see that word. Is it going to be? <laughs> you, I'm punching above my weight. I've got to surrender. Yeah. And do you know I mean? Ask for your help on that one. No problem. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Sir. That's okay. actually one of the better answers. Yeah. So, so that's <laughs> okay then. So you you were more than more successful than most boxers for a long time. Yeah. And there's probably only well one of the most successful boxers ever. So what do you think it took to make you that? It took a lot of work. You know what I mean? Um, Terry Lawler's invested a lot in me. Um, I invested in myself. And I'm a grafter, I'm a workaholic, and yeah. if someone says you can do something and you can get into that market or whatever, you've got to work at it. Yeah. You put yourself in a position to capitalise sure. on what your, your worth is and the market is, is out there for you, you know? So I'm just happy, you know yeah. I mean? I'm, it's been so long since I retired from boxing, nearly 22 years, wow. and I'm still as busy as ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what you like, is it? Yeah, I, I like it, it's nice, you know what I mean? Muscle yeah. grumble. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to last, but it seems very, you know what I mean, nice how I get to go to different countries and do different bits and pieces. Yeah. So, boxing, sport, you know, there, there's the sort of work ethic and the outworking side. Yeah. Of your, you know, basically more sweat in the gym. Yeah. But there's a lot now, I don't know if it was back in your time, I'm going to ask you about this, things like diet and techniques of training yeah. and maybe looking at a way to play a bit smart as well as just hitting the bag more than anyone else. You know, the nicest thing about a heavyweight, you don't have to worry about your weight, but right. I feel sorry for the smaller guys yeah. that have got to worry about their weight because they can only eat half a fish, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no but, butter yeah. or grease and the coffee, they can drink the coffee but no milk yeah. and no sugar. Yeah. And that is what you call hard. Yeah. But diet. Was, so you never had to worry day, about that then. Yeah, I know. As everybody, you don't have to worry about. But I used to but watch you, the other people. You were still lean though, weren't you? Um, yeah, lean enough. Yeah. Um, but the other guys have to suffer. Yeah. I think you know. What I mean, it's very, very hard. Yeah. Diet is you know. What I mean, and now the diets what we're doing is different. Yeah. But it's still the same. Yeah. So any any things that any coaches or trainers gave you that was a bit of an edge. You know, um, where you're able to play just, smart. I don't think you can either beat um, hard work. Yeah. Hard work getting up in the morning is same like, you know what I mean, putting yourself into business. Yeah. But boxing, you know, if who wants it, you know what I mean, it's out there for anybody to take, but you know what I mean, who gets up in the morning, yeah. trains that bit much more hard and thinks a little bit more further yeah. than the normal and um, works hard. Yeah. Hard work you can never beat, you know? Sure. That people say, oh, you're lucky and different things like that. To, to get lucky, you've got to work hard, bloody hard, you know, yeah. get up very, very early up. Yeah. In the morning and grow up. Yeah. When did you start boxing? Um, I started boxing when I was about eight. Um, 12, I went into competition, but unfortunately at 12, I was um, got sent to a, a posh boarding school, Ballstool. Right. So that, that nullified anything I had dreams of. <laughs> yeah. I, I came out of the boarding school at 16, you know what I mean? That's when I first, went into boxing and really wanted to give it a go. Yeah. And when did you make it, when, when did you turn pro and make it full time? Yeah, that's the, that was the plan, you yeah. know what I mean? To, to make some nice corn without yeah. getting yourself into no trouble and people yeah. knocking your door down and whatever. Yeah. And yeah, started, had that, that was a plan. What, to age, make some, what age did you go pro? Um, I went pro about 18, 19. And did you have any sort of jobs and work before that? I worked in the shop assistants, I worked in the building site, I worked in the metal polisher, came 
um, come out darker than I am now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the pills. took a little bit of time to get there. <laughs> <laughs> worked, um, yeah, on the building site, uh, metal polishing, all different jobs, you know what yeah. I mean? I would do, you know, but oh, Bingo Hall wasn't one of the most strangest ones working in Bingo Hall, but yeah, yeah. it was good in your CV. Yeah. So, do you have any traits in business people that are successful that you admire? I mean, you've, you've, like, I you admire all about business people, you yeah. know what I mean? Because boxing is simply the same, you're making the business for yourself. Yeah. But I admire all business people. Yeah. Anybody that works and grafts and sure. makes money, you can't really knock them, you just got to, you know what I mean, admire them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who are the good promoters, you know, who are really good? I am Mickey Duff, Jarvis Astaire, yeah. Don King was a good promoter. Frank Warren was a good promoter. What made Don and Frank good, would you say? Um, the grafters, they worked yeah. very, very hard. They had a lot of backstabbers. Really? Like anything you do, yeah. people were always going to be jealous of you and whatever, but they were good guys that worked very, very hard. Yeah. A lot of people never liked them, but I liked them because like they were fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? In boxing, all you can do is be fair. Yeah. And in life, all you can do is try and yeah. be fair. Yeah. But um, sometimes when you be fair, people take the piss out of that. Yeah. So sure. you got to be firm. Yeah. So when when you get got paid for a fight, yeah. how was the money split in terms of the promoter, the boxer, it, the the venue? In the olden days, the the the, the, the manager got twenty five percent and the trainer got ten percent. Right. Got that. So. Okay. And then how did the promoter make their money? Well, <laughs> the promoters make their money. I put bums on the seats right. and the TV rights right, yeah. and different bits and pieces like that. You yeah. know what I mean? The, um, the, the TV rights across the world and whatever. Yeah. But a lot of boxers are getting smart now and trying to get a piece of the action in the what? TV rights and bits and pieces. Oh, really? And do any of them do kind of their own promotion? Any of the yeah, a lot of boxers try and do their own promotion. David yeah. Hay does his own promotion. Right. Uh, Brian McGregor at the end does his, his own promotion. Yeah. To a certain extent, but yeah, I think hasn't Oscar De La Hoya? Oh yeah, Oscar it, yeah. De La Hoya. He's got a very, very big promotion out there. Yeah, and yeah, the, uh, Os- Oscar De La Hoya must be the most successful one. Yeah, a boxer. You know, I mean, being getting involved in promotion out sure. there. I think. Yeah, and what do you think it takes to be a good promoter? I mean, I know you said graft. Oh, you've got to be very, very tough. You've yeah. got to take a risk because there's a risk being a promoter. Right, yeah. People say promoters get a lot of money, but they take a risk in putting the whole show on yeah. and everything cra- comes crashing down. But yeah. I've got a lot of respect for promoters, sure. as well as managers, as well as trainers, you know what I mean? Yeah. As well as boxers in themselves. Sure. You know what I mean? You've got a lot of respect for them. Yeah. Okay, so let's, um, let's move forward in your career yeah. then to the panto side of it yeah so was that something that you you looked at and you thought I'll get into that or was it just like a little door that opened in at the right time for you a little door that opened I had the operation in my eye and um, I had to take some time out because it was detached retina Mm -hmm. and when you get detached retina you've got to leave it time to settle on whatever so I took out two years right. I just went in to do pantomime you yeah. know what I mean to sort of like get heal, heal up a little bit mm. get myself together mm-hmm. and um, keep myself occupied yeah did that ever become a distraction from boxing did you have to ever have to make decisions between which one you focus on more not really I did it for two years you know what I mean so I'd, not boxing the head still trained and whatever but just try to sow the seed into the pantomime world so when I make sure that seed grows when I come out of boxing yeah. and it did sure so am I right in thinking you did panto between boxing yeah, yeah. definitely but not after boxing not after boxing I'm more pantomime right. after boxing yeah. yeah yeah. and what paid better panto or boxing I think um, panto really I mean yeah 
No, no, boxing. <laughs> 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 no, boxing, most yeah. definitely. Okay. And then let's move forward to your speaking career. Yeah. So when did you start doing the sort of keynotes after dinners and you know, um, that? Near the end of my career, I started getting bits and pieces up to go and speak and um, do bits and pieces and yeah. go to this um, charity show, go to this show, and go to this foundation, something to put in the... Uh, do yeah. may I say you know what I mean and want you to be there as a celebrity go yeah. to people's parties and all sorts you know right. the only thing I ain't done is sweep the road yet yeah well I'm sure if it paid well <laughs> <you'd> probably would <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, in the speaking bit so it sounds like so you're paid for parties paid as a celebrity paid to do, I mean for example with us yeah. uh, you do question and answer yeah, things yeah. like that are there any types of the speaking that you prefer the most or least um, I like the question and answers, the, the questions that people throw to you because yeah. it keeps you on your toes and you've got to chuck it at you and you've yeah. got so long to digest it and chuck it back out. So yeah. I like the question and answers yeah. um, much more because it's interesting to, if people don't, if people chuck something at you, it gives sure. you more interest in, you know I mean, digest it yeah. and go for it, you know what I mean, and do yeah. a politician's and come out with some bullshit or, 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 or come out with something good. <laughs> and how long have you been speaking? How long has that career been? Uh, must be about 25 years, you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah, 25 years. Planning to do a lot more of it? Um, hopefully, you know what I mean? I want to try and take it to a different level, you know yeah. what I mean? Eventually, yeah. yeah. Any plans for retirement fully from... Um, not yet, you know what I mean? If I was going to retire fully, I think I'll go somewhere where it's nice and hot yeah. or find somewhere in England in Cornwall and just chill out and just yeah, um, but, yeah, not, but not, not, not really, really. I don't think it'd be very very crazy for anybody to get involved in business and retire fully because yeah. I think if you retire fully that's when you're going to get little things breaking up your yeah. bones getting at your mind yeah. gets a lot, little bit of Alzheimer's or whatever yeah. I think as a businessman or any person that's got involved in anything you know what I mean it's, it's best not to retire sure you know what I mean? Never yeah. retire. Always keep yourself busy yeah. and keep yourself occupied and keep the body, the engine yeah. ticking over. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. I think a lot of people have the idea of retirement. Yeah. I retired twice. Right. Um, once when I was about 27. It yeah. lasted about three weeks. I got so bored. Yeah. Uh, and then once around about 30. Yeah. It lasted less than a month. Crazy. So bored. Foolish. Yeah, didn't, I didn't feel like I had any uh, purpose. worth. Exactly. Yeah. Purpose. What you know do I, mean? I do? Getting up in the morning yeah. and you just, you, you crashes. Yeah. You know, your mind's got to keep occupied or you've got to de, de, detox yourself very very slowly yeah. to come in retirement but if you go into retirement you've got to find out find running yoga pilates or do something to stimulate yeah. your brain because you know a lot of people get into trouble when they yeah. just retire like that yeah yeah so some of the coaches you've had yeah. trainers over the years can you think of any good advice they've ever given you a lot of them give me a lot of advice save every penny that you can get yeah you know what I mean um, keep bothering and weaving and look after yourself after you finish with boxing go to the gym yeah try and keep the you weight still do, down you still go to the gym a lot now yeah I try and go to the gym quite a lot you know what I mean it stimulates your brain keeps your body in good shape so it makes yeah. you feel very healthy emotionally and yeah. everything wise you know spiritually it's very good to try and look after yourself you know yeah yeah and uh, do you find that's important to do you de-stress, relax. I think it's very, very, very important because people don't realise how much stress can bring on other stress and other problems and other things, you know, yeah. so it's nice if you can 
control stress. Some people can't don't know how to yeah. control stress, but you gotta chill out, man, a little bit sometimes. You know sure. what I mean? Because if you're on the go all the go on all the time, you burn out very quick. Yeah. And at the end of your career, you've got nothing to you know what I mean? No yeah. energy, no sting or ping. Yeah. 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 In your you know what I mean? Anything that you do, you just get lethargic. You know. Yeah. So you gotta keep your body or your mind on, yeah. and especially your body. When you were fighting, you know, professionally, uh, was rest a big part of the program? Yeah, very rest. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you're under stressful business, as boxing is, because mm. you don't know who you're going to fight, yeah. what's going to happen in the ring or whatever, you're under stress all the time to keep fit, get properly, look half decent, be careful what you say, yeah. where you go, whatever. Yeah. So stress is not a nice thing. Yeah, I think um, if I could speak for most entrepreneurs I know, or at least I'll speak for me, yeah. and I've seen a lot of them, it's almost like you wear it like a badge of honour to work really hard yeah, and yeah, outwork yeah. everyone. You see it in the city, the bankers, etc. You know, you're not working probably unless you do a hundred hour week. But yeah. that can't be sustainable for thirty or forty years, surely. Um, no, 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 no. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I feel sorry for them when they retire from the job that they, they've got because I've done a lot with the stock market boys. You know, I've been down there, and mm. their job, man, is fiery, mm. high blood pressure, um, tight. And when they finish, they don't know what they're going to do mm. to sort of like. Do you know what I mean? Detox yeah. or rewind and come back into society. Because yeah. having that on the phone all the time, numbers and whatever, yeah. it's not easy. It's like being an accountant, being a lawyer, being anything. When you're up with a job, what's stressful, bagging different things and you, um, you want to win. Yeah. No lawyer wants to lose. No, no accountant wants to lose. They want to be the best. And that's a lot you, of pressure, you, isn't it? In your job, you yeah. want to be the best in... Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to be the best. Yeah. Um, it takes a little bit of a pressure. Yeah. It's not easy. People just think that it just comes overnight. But yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, you, you know, if you're playing chess with you, I'm sure you'd be a very, very competitive young man. If you're playing golf with you, you don't want to go in the golf course and mug yourself off. Yeah. But you go in there to win. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you know, you, any business you go involved with, in any speech you go in with, you're emotionally yeah. up. You know what I mean? It's a fight. Yeah. Not a sort of fight that you're gonna if you don't bomb weed you're gonna get a black eye, but yeah. you're not a monkey, you're you're a very intelligent guy and you know what I mean? People like that don't like to lose. Yeah. Nobody likes to lose. Yeah. It's a very it's a very um terrible thing if you lose like that. Yeah. You know, you're you're competitive in your own funny way. Yeah. I find I find I can certainly relate to that. Yeah. And what I find is you have to have some kind of release because yeah. it's like a pressure cooker just builds yeah. and builds and builds Definitely. and builds and builds. And, yeah. and then it just comes out because you have a bit of an episode yeah. and you lose the plot. Right, yeah. You know, at the worst possible time in front of the worst possible people. And That's why I say you've got to learn how to relax as well as work. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, Both will come in different ways. You know what I mean? Mm. Work and relax is, you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to find the world balance because yeah. So I just got to switch off, know when to switch off and when to switch on yeah. and how keep did, it that way. How did you deal with losses in your career? Um, I think losses made me more determined and made me more hungrier yeah. and got give me a pin up my backside to, right. yeah. to wake me up. How, how long would it take you emotionally and mentally to recover from a loss? Were you the kind of fighter that would just beat yourself up for ages? I would beat myself up for ages as I could dust myself and you know I mean the only way I could do and yeah. beat this is train harder, focus, concentrate yeah. and get my shit together. Sure. Did you ever lose and feel like that was because you were underprepared or you didn't train hard enough or whatever or was it just always because you were no. beaten by a better fighter? No, 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 I've been beaten by a better fighter at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Or, or a luckier yeah. fighter, I would say some of them because some of them were lucky but 
Mm. Um, more lucky. Then. My head was just lucky to be in the wrong place yeah. at the wrong time. So yeah. you could look at it that way. Yeah. Well, it, surely it must be good to feel that you never <coughs> lost because you were underprepared or undertrained. Oh, no, no, no. I took my business very, very seriously. I didn't yeah. want to get out, go in the ring and get beaten up. That's sure. embarrassment. But yeah. sometimes in life, in business and whatever, you've got to lose before you win. You yeah. can't win everything. No, sure. You got to lose yeah. to bite your te- uh, tongue—not yeah. bite your tongue, or grit your tongue, yeah. or grit your teeth—and get up there and do a little bit more better than yeah. what you did last time. Yeah. So in that, you're saying that your losses actually, in the long run, served you quite well. And very, very, very well because I think I was reaching my peak too soon. Really. In boxing, knocking out people very, very quickly. Does that mean you get too good a fighter too early or something like that? No, no, no. You're beating good guys, but I was very inexperienced. Right. My punch and my power made up for a, right. a lot of. You know, I knocked out a lot of people very, very quick because yeah. if I hit them, they, went they down. would do some break dancing. But at the end of the day. <laughs> um, that me knocking them over very early put a little dent in me getting experience. You need right. experience and season and know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't know too much what I was doing because I, I had 22 fights as an amateur and usually people have 60 fights right. to go where I was going very, very quick. But I had to wake up and, you know what I mean, learn very yeah. quick. But I think I was... So if you were coaching people, you maybe might, if they were going on your journey, slam down a bit even. Yeah, try to slow it down, but it's difficult when you punch and knock out people. It's very difficult to slow because you've got yeah, to get yeah. people with the experience that can take your punch and sure. give you a couple of rounds under your belt. Yeah, would you ever say then, you did you ever get a little bit ahead of yourself? Maybe a little bit, I don't like to say cocky, but did you ever get a bit ahead of yourself? No, yourself? I never got no. ahead of myself. I never, once I said that I would get involved in boxing, I'd keep my feet firm on the ground, yeah. so I never get ahead of myself. Yeah. I mean, that must be one of the most humbling sports because, I mean, when you lose in boxing, it's in front of a lot of people and you get hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Have you ever fought with any boxers or did you ever know any boxers that were, did get a bit cocky and was the downfall of them? Um, a lot of them got um, cocky. You know? I mean, I've known some boxers that have got cocky and done very, very well for themselves. But when I look at me and them now, they say to me, only if I would listen to you, you yeah. know what I mean? You know, to conduct yourself tidy yourself up a little bit, present yourself, go to different bits and pieces, but they refuse to go. Yeah. Because it was against the system. Right. You know what I mean? But sometimes you can't beat the system, but sometimes you've got to nick a little bit from the system to yeah. get on with what you've got to do yeah. and put it into your armory, but they won't understand nothing about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, after mm. boxing. Yeah. Just thinking about today and using the arrogant self to get them into trouble more and right. they wouldn't listen. Yeah. They thought that, you know, you're selling out, you're, you're, you know what I mean? You're not representing boxing in the right sort of like way. But when I went into pantomime, I got a lot of criticism. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I've done different shows and different bits and pieces and getting on TV shows, people didn't think I was taking boxing. Some right. say I was not taking boxing too seriously, but sometimes you've got to not look for today, you've got to look for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So you do a lot of charity work? I do a lot of charity work. More yeah. charity work than a lot of people could ever imagine. A yeah. lot, a lot of charity work. And what drives you to want to do that? Um, it's nice to get um, well compensated and well paid in my job. So sometimes you feel good to put a little bit back. Yeah. And sometimes you can learn when you go and see handicapped kids, when you go and see grown-ups with mental health um, difficulties of different bits and pieces, to bring it down to earth to think how lucky you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So has it made you a more grateful person? Oh, much, much, much grateful because sometimes I look at um, some handicapped kids and their parents, what they've got to go through mm. of looking at that and how would they feel or whatever. And we was moaning about this and moaning yeah. about that. 
but we don't know how grateful and how lucky we are. Yeah. And what is the Bruno Foundation? Do you focus on anything specific? Uh, mental health and kids with broken up families and going through all different things like that. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we've got to go over there yeah, to the training no suite and go and do a speech. So, yeah. um, do you have any, like, social media or anything like that where anyone can follow you? Oh, yeah, I've got a website and Facebook and whatever, but I've got a lady um, running that for me, Carmen. Right. So, yeah. yeah. You can follow me on Facebook yeah. and Twitter me and all that. And that's just what, Frank Bruno, is it? You just type the name Yeah, that's Frank Bruno, yeah. That's yeah. The, the Reverend Frank Bruno, yeah. The <laughs> Reverend. <laughs> Frank, it's been a pleasure. No thank problem. you very Cheers, much. Cheers, thank you. Thank you. Cheers, thank you.